I'm Jack Bailey, and welcome to the Brewline Report Season 2. Well, thank you guys so much for, like, all the support we had in Season 1. We're going to bring you a really cool Season 2 with lots of new cool guests and some cool new segments. One segment that's going to be in the podcast later today will be Hockey Talk. I'm going to be sitting down with Owen O'Kane, our little in NHL insider. He, If there anyone knows more about hockey, it's... Than me, it's definitely this guy. So stay tuned for that. And then next week, we won't have it on this podcast, but we'll have it on the next one. We're going to be talking. We're going to be showing you our newest segment called Fan Duel. It's where we take two fans from the diehard, two diehard fans uh, from a rivalry, and we put pit them up against each other for the Fan Duel. So let's talk. We're going to still have our interview segments, such as the one you're about to see. Today, I'm sitting down with Liam from the Snipe Show podcast. Hey, Liam. Hi, thanks for having me on. No problem. So Liam is 11, 11 years old, and he does it with uh, three other buddies. Uh, do you want to explain uh, to people who don't know what the Snipe Show podcast is? So we basically started a podcast back in June. We um, just decided, like, we were big fans of the Steve Dangle podcast, I don't know if any if uh, you guys know listening, but me um, and my friends, whose names are Thomas and Joey, we were uh, we live in Toronto and we're big, big Leafs fans. So we watched this YouTuber named Steve Dangle. He's now on Net, uh, not Netflix, sorry, Sportsnet, and um, yeah. So he has a podcast, and we wanted to make a podcast just like that so he basically inspired us and so yeah we were going pretty well we started off with a few podcasts that we just started on zoom no mics nothing just talking into our phones or computers on and posting on instagram we didn't have any like platforms and we gradually grew a bit bigger and now we we're not as big but we're we're not that big but like we're on a few big platforms, and we recently just had a podcast with Travis Dermott, and we've had a few with, and we've had one with um, a few other big uh, guy, uh, big guests. So that that's uh, that helped us a lot. Yeah. So obviously, what they're doing is pretty amazing. After this episode, go definitely go check out the Snipe Show podcast. Uh, like I've been really impressed. I've been of what they've been able to do, obviously getting in great guests like Jeff Merrick and uh, Travis Dermott of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So you guys have done really impressive work, and uh, like it's really cool to see you guys being doing that. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be talking about my favorite team and Liam's favorite team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. So what do you? Th- so the Toronto Maple Leafs lost in the first round, or. I guess they lost in the qualifying round. Let's call it the first yeah. round. They lost in the yeah. first round again. Heartbreaking loss. Disappointing. It is very disappointing. Um, Never can make it past. I know. It, it feels like that as a Leafs fan, part of Leafs Nation. But yeah. what offseason moves do you think we need to do to hopefully get past that first round hump? Now, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I think they need to trade Frederick Anderson. 
and just because his contract is is it's not coming up this year, but it's coming up next year. He didn't have the greatest season. I don't think he's gonna stay on the Leafs next year, and we're only getting one one probably good good or okay season from him this year. Like I said, he didn't have the greatest season last year, and I think we could get um a, some good stuff for him just because he still has some a lot of value. Just as like he still made the all, he's still was still an all star last year, even though he wasn't as great. So I think we can still get something from him. I just I don't know what I I think we could trade him to like maybe Carolina for like. Pesci in the first or Slavin or one, but I don't know. So Pesci or Slavin, I I like that trade. I think that could be really, I think that could be very uh, a a big trade and could help Toronto definitely quite a bit. Um, I think another trade that could also happen for Frederick Anderson. I think I've been thinking and hoping that this might, if we have to trade Frederick Anderson, because personally. I love Frederick Anderson. I think he's the he's a the Danish brick. Same. Ball. He's my yeah, he was my favorite. Yeah, he's, he he's my one favorite. of my favorites too. Uh but I think if you have to trade him, which I think Kyle Dubas wants to, just because um, you know, like it's gonna help the Toronto Maple Leafs in the long run. And Kyle Dubas needs to make a big splash move. Um I think if you have to trade him, I think you trade him to the Edmonton Oilers in exchange for Darnell Nurse and a pick. Uh, whether that's a second or first round pick, uh, I don't know. But I think if you can trade uh, for Darnell Nurse, uh, you get so much trade value out of that. Um, while you're getting like a good, solid defensive piece in Darnell Nurse and acquiring either a first or second pick, which then you can take with that pick you got in the Kapanen trade and hopefully flip that for maybe a goalie. Or you could even try to sign a goalie in this offseason, like uh, Braden Holtby, 2018 Stanley Cup champion. Do you think Braden Holtby would be good on the Leafs team? I'm not so sure about that. What I was thinking before the Leafs made that Kapanen deal, you know, that the deal they yeah. made for the trade, I thought that was a good deal, but... What I was thinking before that was that they were going to trade him to Pittsburgh and get maybe Murray back for him, and then they would qualify Murray as an RFA since, you know, he's an RFA as in the next season, and then sign Robin Leonard because he's been good. He's been really good, and I think he would great addition to the Leafs as who I would like. I don't uh-huh. th- no, I'm not. I'm not so sure about Holtby just because he's like – but he's a bit old, and he didn't have as good. A, he didn't really have that. He had a bad season last um the last season, so he might not be as good. But that that still could be good. I I think. Yeah. Um. So the Seattle Kraken a few months ago got introduced. Um. They have some really cool jerseys. A uh, really cool logo. I. Like, originally, I wasn't a big fan of the logo and the jerseys, but they've kind of grown on me. What are your thoughts on the logo and jerseys? Oh, um, so if you ha- if you want to check out our podcast, we had a podcast about this um, the day it happened. So, yeah, that 
I thought the the logo and the jersey from the starts was really nice. I mean, this the S looked really clean. The only part I didn't like about it is it kind of looked like um the logo of that car company Suzuki. If you ever ever seen a yes. logo from there, I, I never thought of that. That's it kind of looks like that, except it has an eye and it's a bit different shape. So at the first, I thought that. It looked too much like that, and it would just remind me of cars. But it seems to have a different. Um, it's it looks a bit. I, I've grown. I've grown. It's grown a bit on me, and it looks. Uh, I think it just looks nice now. Yeah, I, like I'm really excited. The jersey looks. The jersey looks amazing. At the start, I wasn't a big fan of the logo because, as a hockey avid hockey fan like yourself and myself. We I like I was on the internet every day looking at like concept jerseys and concept logos, and I saw a bunch of like really cool logos. Whether that was the big tower, uh, the sky needle that they have, or the space needle, I should say, uh, like there was an octopus or a squid hanging over that, or you know, yeah, I saw of, that too. Yeah, there was just a lot of uh, really cool concepts, and I felt I was just a little underwhelmed. About, yeah, because I was expecting like all these really cool concepts. I mean, it's still a great logo. I was just expecting that. So at the start, I was a little worried and wasn't too happy <laughs> with yeah. the uh, with the jersey or uh, and the logo. But I, I'm it's grown. It's definitely grown on me, and I really, uh, I, I really like it uh, now. Who do you think um, Seattle is gonna pick? Oh, I think with the new expansion draft, they're going to get a lot of good players. I think um I don't really know that uh as the players that are the, the teams are going to protect cuz anything could happen in the next season. A player you think that a team for sure would pr- would not protect could get have like a really really good season and then they'd be like, "What?" I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna protect you and give this guy to the Kraken. But I feel either way they're gonna get a good player. I just don't really know what what's gonna happen uh, this early into the uh, expansion into the season. I guess I could say, but maybe in the maybe like at the end or in the middle of the season, I could get a few ideas. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with the uh, Senator's defenseman, Mark Borbietsky. Oh, yes. So Mark Borbietsky just got released from the Ottawa Senators. Me being me living in the Ottawa region, I have obviously gotten to see him and know him as like a player. And I, I love Mark Borbietsky. If like. If he didn't play on the Ottawa Senators, if he played on like if he played on any other team, he'd probably be my favorite player. Uh, but like, I love Mark Borbieski. I think he's like, he's yeah. not the most skilled play- player in the world, but he's got a lot of he, he like he's stuff. a gritty player. He's like he, he's got a lot of stuff like you need on yeah. a team. Yeah, he's like a very team first player, which I like. I respect so much. Um. As soon as they released him, the first thought that went to my mind is, oh, the team that's going to pick him up, they're going to need, the reason they pick him up is because they're going to need defense. 
on the right side. They're going to need toughness and grittiness. And they're going to need a low contract. And I was thinking, who fits that? I'm like, nice. oh, my, my, my Toronto Bay Beliefs. Yeah. My Toronto I, like, that. The Leafs exactly fit that. Yeah. Do you think they could ever make a move to make pick up a Borbieski for like a minimum contract and sign him and have him as their like big enforcer guy on the back end? I think they definitely should try. I don't know if they'll get him, but I think they definitely should try. And if they can't get them him for lower than like uh, a bit. If they can't get him for lower than like one million, then I say you just drop it because it then it's not really worth it. But exactly, I think this would only be a minimum contract pickup. But I think it could be a a beneficial move for both parties, being Mark Borowiecki landing on a team that could potentially go very far in the playoffs, and then Toronto adding grit for a very low dollar amount. The only thing that bugs me about that is that the Leafs have a lot of defensive prospects coming up. They have Miko Lettinen, who a lot of people have probably forgot about, but they signed him like before, like at the start of COVID and everything. And they have Lilgren coming up and they still have Sandine, who is not a rookie anymore, but he's going to be a full-timer, so they're going to have to get rid of someone. I, I think so, but if they I, also get him. Think, I also think because Cece, Cody Cece, and uh, Barry? Uh, Ty- Tyson Barry will be leaving this year, I think maybe it's not. Maybe it's just for one year. I don't think see Borbietsky being on the Leafs. If the Leafs do sign him, I think it's for a one-year contract. But I think for that one year, you can maybe wait on Lettinen, or you can maybe wait on Lilligren. Make sure they're they're just top 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 tier of their game, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, get so as they have as much experience as they need, and then they can come in and dominate at the NHL level. Yeah, I I'm not too impressed with how Lil Green played um, last season. I didn't think I he I felt like he was going into bust territory, but. <laughs> He could prove me wrong. Maybe the Leafs could, like, maybe play him in the start of the season for a bit. And if they do have, like, Borbietsky or someone like that, maybe they sit him out for the start, put Lilgren in, and if he, he, if he's, um, if he's still go- not as not playing well, you put Borbietsky in. But if he impress, he get, begins to impress. Then maybe you just trade Borbietsky or you and you keep him in. Maybe Borbietsky can just be like the replacement if he doesn't work if Lilgren doesn't work out. Yeah, and I always think that like it's good to have that seventh D because yeah. you know, injuries do happen, whether that's to Lilligren or whether that's to Riley. It's going to happen sometimes. And I think to have a piece that you can rely on with an injury. Like, even if Borbietsky takes that spot, uh, I, I think, you know, I as a personal, just a hockey fan in general, I love Mark Borbietsky. I think he's a great player. I think I think what he's done for the community of Ottawa and just the Ottawa Senators organization as a total, uh, I think he's a game-changing player. And I, I, 
I have a lot of respect for him and his family. Um, I remember. Yeah. Oh wait, are you talking still? No, go ahead. I remember when the Suns played the Leafs one day. The when they uh one game this season. I think at the beginning or maybe in the middle, where he scored a goal, and I I was like thinking that's probably the only goal he's gonna score in like these the whole season, <laughs> and that's like a joke, but. He got and he ended up with like I don't know five or six, so he's not a goal scorer. Yeah, well, that's not the reason the Toronto Maple Leafs or any team would bring him in. They're bringing yeah. him in because he has a so much experience. B, he's super tough, and he's on a low contract, which helps a lot of teams with the salary cap not going to be going up in the next few years. Yeah. So also, I feel like you want Lilgren in as the plan A because I feel like. With the rookies, you need to play them or when they're young, or else they won't be the their career won't uh, work as much. Because if you play them young, they'll get all confident and stuff. Though, and if they and if they lose and if they, you don't play them along young and you just sit them out, they'll lose all this confidence and their their um career might be down the toilet. So that's why I think you start them as your A plan, and I think. Uh, Borbietsky would uh, would be as uh, would be um a bit fine with that because he's a veteran player and he's already experienced like playing on uh, as the plan A so he can maybe be the plan B and if he needs to come in just because I feel like rookie needs first priority just for this spot and we're talking about the sixth defender here so and this is only if Borbietsky signs with exactly the like. I, I hope he signs, you know. Do you yeah. think do you think Andreas Janssen gets traded? Do you think they trade him for salary cap room? I don't think they trade him anymore. I think if you want to trade someone, you're trading Kerfoot. Really? Who would you rather have, Janssen or Kerfoot? Personally, I think Janssen has a bigger ceiling, but as like a solid player, I think maybe Kerfoot, just because he has more experience in that. But yeah. yes, I can definitely see the Toronto Maple Leafs going in the. In I'd the... rather trade Janssen. Just I mean Kerfoot because because um just because Kerfoot he's on like the same contract as him, but he's playing the third line center. Janssen can play um on the first line or the second line. Kerfoot. I haven't really seen him play well on the first or second line. So I think it's just, I think you keep Janssen. He's, he's, I feel like he's just better and you're going to lose one of them in the Seattle Kraken expansion either way. So exactly. So, you know, well, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Liam, for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. And uh, guys, make sure uh wait, are you talking? No, go ahead. Go make ahead. Make sure so for our podcast, we we have a giveaway going on where um would you like me to yeah, Okay. We have a giveaway going on with like a Bobby Orr picture. So if you'd like to check it, it's a painting or a picture, so if you'd like to check it out, that's good. Just check Snipe Show on Instagram. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much, Liam. Uh, like you said, go text snipe show. Uh, win yourself a Bobby Orr painting. Uh, thank you so much. Go check out the uh, Snipe Show podcast. Liam, you've been great to talk to. Uh, coming up next, we have uh, Hockey Talk with Owen O'Kane. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Blue Line Report. Our next segment is Hockey Talk, where I'm joined by Owen O'Kane. Hey, Owen. Hey, Jack. How are you doing? I'm very good. In today's little segment, we're going to be talking about the NHL draft, uh, the playoffs. The Dallas Stars are in the Stanley Cup final. And Peter Laviolette joined the Washington Capitals today. What's up with that? Uh, I think it's a good signing. Laviolette won the uh, Stanley Cup with Carolina in 06. And I think he could coach Washington to maybe another cup. But the general manager says... Bryn Holpe is going to test free agency, so I don't know what's up with that. What would you think if Braden Holpe went to a different team? Uh, I think that's obviously going to hurt the Capitals. I mean, signing Laviolette is a massive move for them. Or, sorry, massive move. I mean, to lose, like, lose a Stanley Cup coach is obviously um, – awful and it's hard to deal with but I think La- Peter Laviolette can do it he is like you said 06 Stanley Cup champion um and coaching this a very defensive team in the Nashville Predators for the past uh, couple of years so now he's going to have the chance to uh take on a more offensive coaching role and really prove that he can be a very diverse coach I think with um him coming in, I think Washington's going to be great. I think if Braden Holpe, uh, you know, doesn't resign with Washington, which I can foresee, it's going to be tough. But, you know, they they have two two names that will keep them in it. Alex Ovechkin, John Carlson, Nicholas Backstrom. They're, they're going to be fine. I'm not worried about them. Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried, but... The goaltending situation obviously might be a problem, so they might need to go out and uh, get get a uh, better goalie. But, yes, as you said, they've got those top three players, which will obviously keep them in the mix. Sorry about that, guys. We're experiencing a little technical difficulties, but we're back. Um, so back to our point. We were talking about uh, goaltending situation in Washington. I think, yeah, it will hurt the Washington Capitals if they lose a Hall. Like, does Br- Holpe, do you think he goes in the Hall of Fame? Um, I think if not, he'd be very close to making it. Uh, obviously winning the Stanley Cup in 2018 with Washington. And he's just an all-around good goalie. But I don't know if he's Hall of Fame material yet or not he'd have to maybe prove a bit more for me, like maybe go deep in the playoffs one more time just to prove that he can make it, that he can make it deep and be a Hall of Fame goaltender. I, I think so too. But like, even if he doesn't make the Hall of Fame, he's still a stud goaltender superstar. Like you said, 2018 Stanley Cup champion, just an all around great goalie that you'd want to have on any team. But Washington won't be left to completely dry they will still have a solid goalie in Ilya Samsonov. If Washington does leave Braden Holpe, how do you think he'll recover? Uh, I think Holpe will be fine anywhere he goes. As you said, he's a star goalie, and he'll be he'll be fine. All-star, Stanley Cup, he's fine. 
And Samsonov, I think he'll be very good for the Washington Capitals in the year to come. In the years to come, he is a good young goaltender with a bright future, in my opinion. I, I think so. The same. I mean, obviously, like I said, I can't stress this enough. If you lose a, anytime you lose a star player, it's gonna hurt you. But at least um, you have a goalie prospect in Ilya Samsonov who can come in and hopefully be that little Band-Aid that uh, recovers from Braden, the loss of Braden Holpe. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the NHL draft. I'm very excited for this draft class, being one of the most depth, hopefully being one of the most deep draft classes in years. Um, obviously, top prospects like Lexi Lafreniere, Quinton Byfield, but also some sleeper picks like Marco Rossi, Alexander Holt, Cole Perfetti, Jack Quinn. Um, who do you think... What's your draft order? Let's go through all the picks, and we'll go through who you think is going to get drafted. So we'll start with the uh, New York Rangers picks. Um, it's kind of an obvious one, but I just want to hear it. Who's New York taking at number one? Well, it's, it's obvious. They're going to take Alexi Lafreniere, prime prospect, played amazing in the World Juniors, and scored a ton of goals in, in the queue this year. I think no doubt he'll be first overall and he'll have no problems adjusting to the NHL. I agree. I think that line of if they do decide to move uh, like either Lafreniere to the right or Panarin to the right, if you anytime you can have a line such as Alexi Lafreniere, who should undoubtedly be a superstar the moment he steps on the ice um, alongside with um, Hart candidate, Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad, who's proven to be a stellar goal scorer this year. I think that line, anytime you can get that line, you're not going to pass up that chance. So I think New York, it's a, like, it's easy. It's going to be Lafreniere. But something that is not easy, the two and three picks. Let's start with two, the Los Angeles Kings. Who do you think you, they're going to pick? Uh, Well, I think they'll pick Quinn Byfield. He's too good of a prospect to give up. Uh, as, as known, he's a six foot four center and that's just, you don't come across those much anymore. And so he'll be able to play physical and, and shoot really well. Yes. He got cut from team Canada this year, but, um, he should, he should go and he'll be a good player for whoever takes him. I think, uh, it, I think we're pretty much agreeing here. I think it's going to be the Sudbury Wolves center. Quentin Byfield, who takes this number two slot. I think he's proven, yeah, like you said, he didn't make the World Juniors, but he's proven this year and the years prior that he's a top caliber player in in this prospect pool. And I think he'll be a versatile player. Although, and this is, a lot of people are like, Byfield is going to be a stud no matter what. The Every year, I'm, I'm always like, there's one guy who's going to be a bust. I have a bad feeling. Like, I like Quentin Byfield. I hope he does really good. I hope this doesn't happen. But you've heard it here, folks. Next year when he's like a a few years down the road, when he's like a five-time Stanley Cup champion, I'll be kicking myself. But until then, I think Quentin Byfield will be a bust. I just don't think with an on an L.A. team, he's just going to get drowned out of the noise, especially going to a team in California. Like, when's the last superstar to come out of L.A.? Drew Doughty, but like Drew Doughty, like you never hear about him anymore 
like Kopitar. Like he's not big. I think Quentin Byfield's just gonna drown into the crowd. He'll be a solid player, but he won't be the number two pick. So you know, but that's just my prediction. I hope the, all the best for him. I hope he becomes like a five-time Stanley Cup champion. But you know, he's my pick to be a bust. So let's go on to the number three pick uh, for the Ottawa Senators. Who do you think they're going to take? I think it's, uh, and excuse me if I pronounce it wrong, Tim Stutzel um, will go third to Ottawa. And he's a really good talent coming out of Germany in the DEL. And Germany's had a lot of players they're producing lately, which is a good sign for Germany. And obviously he'll... He'll probably turn out to be really well at the third overall pick. And Ottawa's still got the fifth, so I'm I'm thinking Ottawa is gonna go gonna go deep in a few years. I can definitely see that. Um I think I think it's gonna be Tim and if you know if you know like Tim's unknown, uh if you know his last name and how to officially pronounce that, we'd love to know. Tweet at us, inst- like comment on our Instagram. We'd love to know. Um, I've heard Stetzel. You've heard Stutzla. Uh, I've heard both, obviously, but I- I'm just going to say Stetzel. But uh, Ottawa fans will have to figure that one out because I think the Senators will take Tim Stutzla or Tim Stetzel um, with the third pick. I think, obviously, Ottawa needs a lot of help everywhere, but uh, definitely on the forward end because you do you have – players such as um Tom Shabbat and like they have a deep prospect pool of defensemen but uh forward can be a little shallow so I think I think if I was Ottawa I'd try to take um two forwards instead of just a forward in defense like a lot of people think will happen but I think this is a good pick. Tim Stetzel's or Stutzla is going to be great no matter what team he plays for. I think he's going to be a game-changing player. I don't know if he's going to be playing next year. I think he's going to go back to the DEL in Germany. But uh, when he does arrive in the NHL, he's going to be a player to watch, and I'd be excited if I'm an Ottawa Senators fan, either having the chance at uh, Byfield or Stetzel. So let's go to the pick Four. I feel like two and three were the most controversial ones. And now it's like from four to like not many drafts. It's like one, two, three, you know, and then four, five, you know, and then six, seven, who cares? Or this draft, it's like from four to like 12, you have no clue what's going to happen. And because it's such a deep draft. But let's start with the Detroit Red Wings pick. Number four. Who are they taking, Owen? I think they're going to take Cole Perfetti. That's just my personal opinion because Cole Perfetti was born in the Michigan area. What? And he <laughs> plays he plays close he plays close to to the Detroit Red Wings and they've had a lot of time to scout and see his, and see him. That's just my opinion. They might take Holt. They might take Askarov. They could take anyone, but that's my opinion. Cole Perfetti. I think they could take Askarov. You really think they could take Askarov? I mean, it would be a risk because goalies at uh, high picks haven't really turned out, but they also have. Don't get me wrong. But if if they did take Askarov, I think I think it'd be I think it'd be a good pick. I I won't. I'd, I don't think it'd be the best pick because Askarov is—you never know with goalies. Yeah, exactly. But, but I could see, 
Askarov going later in the first round. Really? I was very shocked to hear that. I We obviously haven't planned this out before. We weren't talking about this. This is new to us. Cole Perfetti going at number four. I think Cole Perfetti's a great player playing with the Eagles. Um, and just he's he's proven to be a good player. He's obviously risen in the draft boards uh, a ton. But I don't know if he's risen that far. Uh, I definitely see uh, Detroit. It's between, for me, uh, Raymond, Drysdale, Holt. But I think Raymond goes on top. I think, obviously, Detroit needs that a solid forward, who Cole Perfetti is. Um, but I think Lucas Raymond is just a very solid pick. He is going to be a a superstar in the future. If you can pair him alongside, imagine that lineup of, like, Larkin and Raymond. That'll be insane. That will be one of the top lines in the NHL, guaranteed. Um, and like, you don't need, you can put whoever you want. You could put, you can put Roman Polak on that right wing side or the left wing side. And that would still be a top 10, <laughs> top 10 line in the, uh, NHL. But I, I think Lucas Raymond, just cause the possibilities are endless there, but Cole Profetti, what really? That that's just my take. It it's probably gonna be Raymond, but if they if they have second thoughts about Raymond, as I said, Perfetti's playing near Michigan, so they have way more time to scout him. That's I true. I think I think he he's probably not the top, but he's in the consideration for Detroit. Uh, I have a question for you now uh, about being closer to a team. So let's take a player such as obviously um, Perfetti near Michigan, so Detroit. And then you got players such as, well, sorry. Uh, you got players such as like Marco Rossi and Jack Quinn, who are super close to a team with two picks in the top five. Do you think that hurts draft stock or boosts it? Because like there's always the flip side of the coin. You know, there's the side of you get to see him every day and you get to see how amazing he is. But there's also the flip side to that coin of, if you were to only see them once, you'd like see all the good stuff they do and like some of the bad stuff. But if you're seeing like, if you're seeing him every single day or every single week, you start to see the negatives and they pop out a lot more than they do for a player who's all the way over in Sweden or all the way over in Germany. But hey, that's just my take. Or uh, what are your what are your thoughts? I do think it's a good thing that. He, they're close because they get to see the negatives. That way, in if a player from Germany, say, comes over and you'll find out his negatives and maybe that's not where you're going for in the draft. So I think Ottawa probably won't take Rossi or Quinn in the top five, but they've got picks in later in the first round. So if they get passed over then look out because Ottawa will take them if they get passed over. The uh, Ottawa Senators, by the way, have the 28th pick in this year's NHL draft, just for people wondering. So, you know, (laughs) take that as it is. Uh, I think, obviously, the Marco Rossi's and Jack Quinn's of the world will be long gone by then. But... Let's let's move into that fifth slot of the Ottawa Senators taking. Who do you think they're going to take? 
most likely whoever Detroit passes up. Like if they yeah. take they take Raymond, Ottawa will probably get Holt. They take Holt, then Ottawa's gonna get Raymond. It's it's a win win pick. I think any pick in the top like ten is a win win pick. But um I I I have a good feeling. I have a gut feeling. For it here first, folks. I have a gut feeling about um I think Ottawa is going to take Marco Rossi. A lot of the times, like a team like Detroit, if they cause cause they have the one pick, they it's they have one shot at the board. They got a dart right here. You got a dart and they got one shot at the board. If you miss the board by taking a hometown guy such as Profetti, and he can either hit and be a bullseye and get you like, like Stanley Cups after Stanley Cups, or he could completely miss. So you're going to want to take, I feel like for Detroit, you want to take the more rock-solid, uh, sure guy. Like, you're going to know, if you take Lucas Raymond, you know he's going to be a superstar. Where Cole Perfetti, if he if he's like a great player, he's gonna be a great player. But if he's not, he's like gonna be some average guy who got taken fourth, you know. Uh, but I think with Ottawa, they have a little more leeway to gamble and say, hey, let's take a rock at uh, three with Byfield or Stetzel. But hey, maybe we gamble and take the guy from our backyard uh, in Marco Rossi. So that's who I think Ottawa takes. I. I obviously being from the Ottawa region, I've been able to see Marco Rossi perform. He's just a an incredible player. Like I can't say enough about enough good things about Marco Rossi. Obviously, uh, I'm not going. I'm not a scout, so I'm not going to every game. But I've been able to see Rossi, and I've been able to see Jack Quinn, and they've both been. They both strike me as players that will be superstars in the NHL if they're put on the right team, right line. I think Marco Rossi can also help this Ottawa team. Ottawa wants to go in a new direction of a fast and speedy and young team. I don't think that, and I think there's no one else that exemplifies that more than uh, Marco Rossi. He's, uh, he is five, nine. So obviously that's a little bit of a worry, but he can skate like all hell. <laughs> um, I can't, I, like I said, I can't say enough good things about Marco Rossi. I think he's a perfect pick for Ottawa and I hope if I'm an Ottawa Senators fan, I want Rozzy on my team. If I'm a, I'm a Marco Rozzy fan, I, I already love Marco Rozzy. Um, I hope he goes to Ottawa because that will be a great team for him and a great team that suits him. I could probably see Ottawa taking Marco Rozzy. That would be, as you said, that'd be a bit of a gamble, but it would most likely be a good pick for Ottawa because if he – chooses to go back to the a- to the OHL, sorry, and plays for the 67s again, then he's right there. Yeah. They could they could just keep seeing how he's developing and what he needs to work on when he comes to the NHL and in training camp. I, I think you're completely right. Uh, Marco Rossi, obviously a very special talent. And that opportunity, you don't get many opportunities like that, especially with Ottawa being a – a city with an NHL and an OHL franchise. That is a very once in a lifetime thing. 
because there is there's been a lot of talent that has come out of that Ottawa 67s like wheel just they've churned out talent like you got on Vasilevsky you got um Monahan I mean Cody Cece's not the greatest example but you know he he's still an NHL player. Uh, uh, Owen, you watch a lot more '67 hockey than I do. Uh, who who do you think stands out on like this alumni team for the '67? Uh, definitely Travis Konechny and Logan Couture are my two top ones. Uh, Logan Couture, obviously new captain of the San Jose Sharks, who didn't have the best year, but they lost their captain of like ten years, Joe Pavelski. So I think that they might – they're going to get back into the playoffs sooner or later. But you heard it here, folks. <laughs> sooner or later, they will get back into the playoffs with the talent they have. I think they need to fix up their goaltending, and they need to fix up their, their forward lines, add a bit more depth, and then they could go back to the playoffs. But as I was saying, Logan Couture, great player, good and uh, 67's good alumni. Yeah, they're one of the top alumni teams in in the whole CHL, but they churn out a lot of talent, and I hope that happens. Like, again, you never wish a player, um, a player to be bad. You never want that. Like, as a hockey fan, um, you never want a player to be bad. So we all... From here at the blue, from here at the blue line report, we wish all the best to every NHL player that comes out of this draft class. But um, you know, you always hope for players like this to be good, especially guys who like rise in the draft ranks, especially like Jack Quinn. He's climbed these draft boards quite a quite a bit. Um, but hey, he's just put his down, put his head down and worked, and you know, he's now projected to be a top ten pick. So. We'll, we'll see what happens there, but let's get back on track. Went on a little loop uh, um, detour. Ugh, I can't speak today. Um, so let's go to the sixth round or sixth overall selection. Anaheim's on the clock. Who do you think they're taking, Owen? I think I could see Anaheim taking either if, if let's say, Ottawa takes Marco Rossi then they, they'd most likely take Holt. But if Ottawa takes Holt, then they're either going to take Marco Rossi or Jack Quinn. I could see Jack Quinn fitting right into Anaheim. Really? I think Jack Quinn would be a good pick for Anaheim. He's a player that Anaheim would use a lot, and I could see him going on a line with Sam Steele and Max Jones. That would be a good line to develop. I think a lot of people have had a been really focused on the forwards in this draft class, but uh, I don't think we're focused uh, too much on the defensive players in this draft class. You got, um, you know, Jamie Drysdale, who I think will go at number six. That'll add to already young stacked uh, um, decor with players such as Cam Fowler and who's not who's not young? He was young and now he's old. But uh, like it's a deep decor, and um, adding adding Drysdale to that will be uh, very incentivizing. And I think that's who An- Anaheim goes with. Who's the next pick? Let's uh, it's New Jersey, New Jersey. That's who it is. 
Who do you think New Jersey is going to take? I think New Jersey is going to take Samuelson from the U.S. from the U.S. Development Program. That great, great defensive prospect. I th- I think he's he's going to be going to New Jersey. Really? I think Samuelson goes like obviously a great player and stuff. I don't even. I'm just looking at my picks here. I don't even have. I don't think I have him in the. Uh, I don't think I have him on the top 10. I have him going 11 to uh, the Preds, but I, I I mean, obviously Jake Sanderson's a great, another uh, left-handed defenseman, um, but I, I think people got, I, I think the benefit to a lot of players who are on the cusp, because uh, the draft would be, would have been, when would the draft would have been? Uh, Montreal, it would have been. Or, no, when? Oh. Uh, I don't I don't know when it would have been, actually. but It, it would have been in the summer. I, I don't I, I, I'm having... Sometime in the summer. Yeah, sometime in the summer. So, but since we've had so much time to think of, all these people who are projected to go 11, 12, 13, 14 have creeped into a lot of people's... Uh, a lot of people's top 10s. And... I think that's going to benefit players such as Askarov, Quinn, uh, like you said, Jarvis, uh, Sanderson. I think that will really help players um, of that caliber get into that top 10 and be drafted by a team such as Winnipeg or uh, Minnesota or whatever. Um, But at seventh pick, I see – I think it's hard to – uh, pass on Alexander Holtz. <clears throat> Sorry. I've been very like I've my sinuses have been very uh, stopped or cleared or stuffy. I've been very stuffy. Um, so sorry about that if I ever like need to s- take a break or something. But um, I think you can't pass on Alexander Holtz. I think if New Jersey get if Holtz falls to uh, New Jersey, I think New Jersey's counting their lucky stars, and I think they got a very solid player in Alexander Holtz in this uh, right wing, six foot, so he's got decent size. I think he can fit alongside and hopefully uh, boost players such as Jack Hughes. And, you know, uh, like that offense has a lot of potential. It's not, it hasn't really come out yet, but it does have a lot of potential. And I think if Toronto, or if New Jersey can holster that thing or that potential with Alexander Holtz. I think if Holtz clicks, that whole team clicks. And if you're New Jersey, that's what you need. Yeah, I think I think that would be if he falls to them, then that's a good pick for New Jersey. Um, a no brainer. Uh, I think he could probably help Jack Hughes get um, the confidence he's been needing. Obviously, not having the greatest season last year but it was a half season, so you never know what was going to happen. But I think if he does go to New Jersey, then great pick for New Jersey, great fit. Um, so our next pick is number eight is the Sabres, the Buffalo Sabres. Um, who, who, who do you think they're going to take? You never know with Buffalo. They Last year they got – 
Dylan Cousins, which was a great pick, it turned out to be. He he played really well this year, World Juniors. I think, personally, I think they might take Askarov, a goalie, a chance on him at number eight. I think they might take Askarov. Maybe, maybe he falls later, but I think at number eight, I think it might be a solid, not a solid pick, but I think if they take it, he has a good chance to work out for them. And obviously Buffalo needs goaltending. No offense, but line, uh, Carter Hutton, he's, he's getting, uh, he's getting up there in age and, uh, Linus Olmark, he's, he's a good, he's a good backup goalie to help Askarov if, if he were to go to Buffalo. I think uh, Askarov would definitely be a very risky pick. I think if he turns out, it could be a very, very beneficial pick and franchise altering and all that jazz. But uh, I think he's just too risky for Buffalo to take at eight, especially with this franchise being under so much scrutiny, practically wasting the first few years of uh, of uh, Jack Eichel's career. And just there's a lot of talent in Buffalo, and they just haven't been able to go to where people projected them to go. Yeah. So therefore I think they take a um a forward in center left wing from the Saginaw uh Eagles. Saginaw Eagles, Cole Perfetti. I think I mean obviously if he falls if it goes the draft goes by my little ranking, I think this will be the perfect pick for Buffalo. Obviously the best player left in the draft class uh, at to that point. Uh, but Cole Perfetti just brings so much scoring to that team, uh, putting him on a line with potential uh, to have a Jack Eichel and Cole Perfetti line. It's just something you can't really give up. And therefore, I think uh, they're going to capitalize and they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to draft him if they get the chance. Uh, the number nine pick, uh, we got Minnesota. We got. Well, I don't really know with Minnesota. Um, I think they could take they could take whoever's left over from all the other picks and it'd be a great pick. I think I have I think I have like I think I have Askarov for Buffalo. And then I think I've got uh Cole Perfetti going to Minnesota. But that's in my opinion. It could switch around. Askarov could go in the second round. He could go late in the first. He could go fifth overall. Yeah. You never know with goalies. Exactly. Um, I th- I think Minnesota has is gonna shock um, the world, the NHL world, with whoever they pick. I think they're gonna go with um, the center from Europe, Anton Lundell. I think he's going to bring scoring. Obviously, a 6'1 player, 183, so he's a big dude. <laughs> um, but I think he can bring scoring to this Minnesota team that's typically been a very defensive-minded team. If he can bring scoring, uh, I think he will help the Minnesota Wild out uh, tremendously. I think Lundell would be a great pick for Minnesota, too. Any pick is great in this draft. Lundell... You know, as you said, you never know with the from four to twelve. You never know who could go where. Lundell could, Lundell could go in at 
at like fifth to Ottawa, or he could drop down to ninth with Minnesota. You never know, but he's a good player, and I think wherever he goes, he'll turn out nicely. Yeah, I think so too. And with our 10th and final selection, uh, for a little thing, there's 31 picks, but you already knew that. We have the Winnipeg Jets. Who do you think they're going to take and why? I think they'll take a defenseman because they need they need defense on their team after losing a, their entire defense core, like obliterated in one year, like Truba and Buff, Bufflin's out. He's, he's on free agent as like something went wrong there with Bufflin and yeah. He's testing free agency. But I think they'll take a defenseman. I don't really know who. Maybe Seth Jarvis. Okay. But okay. I don't I don't know with Winnipeg. Is it's most likely gonna be a defenseman though. Okay. That that yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Um, but I think, and I think this might have to do with a little bias because I'm from Ottawa. Uh, the second Ottawa 67 to be taken in this draft will go at number 10 to the Winnipeg Jets. 5'11 right wing from the Ottawa 67s, Jack Quinn. I think they have to take him. It will be a perfect pick. If you compare him alongside a Mark Shifley or Patrick Line, that's just, it's over. It's done. The, like, the Western Conference pack up their bags. It's over. It's done. Bye bye. Like Winnipeg is one player out of a like serious, serious contender. And like you know, if if they get Jack Quinn, a massive scoring threat, obviously proving that in Ottawa sixty with the Ottawa sixty seven. If if he can bring that over and translate that over to the NHL. There will be no stopping him. Like, this guy will be incredible. I think he would be a good – he'd be a good fit there. And, obviously, I'd like to see him do good anywhere he goes because he's a 67. you got to be a bit biased. But if he's there on a line with Shifley and Line, as he said, yes, it's, it's going to be really hard for other teams to compete. And with Hellebuck, who had an amazing year this year, the, that'll be that'll be good. Yeah. So that's a little draft, a little part thing. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, so now we're just going to talk about a bit of hockey. Um, what happened in today? Other, uh, like, other than hockey news, this isn't hockey news, but, hey, if you're a Raptors fan, the Raptors signed Nick Nurse today. Or not. Yeah, Nick Nurse. Sorry, I was thinking of Darnell Nurse. Wrong sport. Uh, Nick Nurse to a long time coach of the year. Uh, he's he's gonna be a Raptor for life, I think, uh, which is good for him. So if you're a Raptors fan, yay, happy. That's happy. Um, but um, what do you think is the most? What are you looking forward to the most? And we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, another technical difficulties. You know, computers suck. Computers really suck. I'm going to say that right now. But uh, let's get back to it. Um, I was going to ask you before it cut off, um, are you excited about free agency? Uh, what, what do you think is going to happen there? I'm very excited about free agency. I'm surprised more teams 
haven't taken chances on some coaches that are out there. Obviously, Peter Lavio let off the market now, but um, wait, wait, Jonas Brodeen just signed a contract for seven years. Breaking news! Breaking news! While we're recording this, I just got a notification that says the Minnesota Wild signed Jonas Brodeen to a seven-year, forty-two million dollar contract, which. Uh, hmm. I'm going to search this up on my phone. Uh, you know, like my Leafs case. If you're watching this on Instagram, you can see my Leafs case. If you're listening to this, then you can't see my Leafs phone case. Uh, let me search it up. Um, so go to Sportsnet. Hey, if you guys are ever want to like find out something about like, if you ever want to like see the trades, the official trades or the official signings, I recommend going to NHL Sportsnet. This is not a plug. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a partnership deal with them. But um, if you ever want to go, go to Sportsnet NHL. Click on that, and then at the top there should be a bunch of like uh, sections that you can go to. One of those sections are signing and trades, and you can go there. You can see every signing and any, every trade that's like happened uh, in that con- in that year, and it gives you the uh, length uh, or the salary cap hit as well and it's very useful so the salary cap hit uh so he will be making six million dollars per year is this too much well i don't know i haven't really seen yoda's birdie play um i know that he's a solid defenseman and minnesota's got a bunch of cap um Six million dollars a year, maybe not worth that much. Maybe four point five, maybe five. But it's you, you gotta sign him because he's he's a great defenseman for Minnesota, and he's been there for a while. I think Minnesota fans really like him. Good signing, maybe a bit less money, but good signing. Really, I think um, you know it's. I don't know how I feel about it because, yeah, it's it's a good signing and stuff, but that's, that's a lot of money for a cap hit or a cap that is not going to go up. Like this cap is salary cap is going to stay the same for the next two years, I predict. Yeah, um, it's staying for the next three years, I'm saying flat cap for three years. Then it's really. Gone. Yeah, I think so. Um, I you could you definitely could be right, I think. If the salary cap stays the same, which it will, it will. It's it's not a if it or will. It will. Um, I don't I don't know how you can justify it. like Justin Brodeen, uh, like a great player. He's a defenseman, right? Defenseman, yeah, yeah, defenseman. Uh, um, he's defenseman, and you know Minnesota's like a good defensive team, but at the end of the day, like I don't know if that's the most important trade. Or, sorry, most important signing. Like, that's not who I want to sign first. I mean, Brodine, again, great player. Mm, just a lot of money for for the next seven years, too. That's He's going to be a wild for life now. Uh, which is... Better which be. is a, a, oh, yeah. Uh, but it's a long time. Like, seven years for $6 million? Like, I don't know if I want to... Like, maybe now, but I don't know if I want to pay... 34-year-old Jonas Brodeen, $6 million per year. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's something that you'd want to do. 
especially with the cap not going to be going up for the next few years. I could see him. I could see Minnesota buying him out in the last maybe two years of his contract after because I think right right now I think he's I think he's twenty five. Think he's so twenty five ish. So he'll be so he's going to be there for quite a few years. Yeah, he'll be there to like he's past his prime, which is. Six million dollars for a thirty-two-year-old is a lot of money, especially when I can't stress this enough. I'd be like, "That's a lot of money," but you know, I get it. The cap will be up by a lot then, but caps—the cap is not going to go up. NHL players are not going to be getting as much money as they used to, or as they did last year or the year before. There won't be any $10 million contracts this year. There won't be any $10 million contracts for a long time unless players like Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby type players have their contract that they need signing. Oh, if you're watching on Instagram, uh, you can see, or Twitter, you can see my natural lighting right now. I have a <laughs> window right there. Um, but back to my point, I think, you know, it's a lot of money for a guy who who is not, you know, a game-changing player. I agree. And even with this year's free agency, they this is this is a good year for free agency, but it's going to be it's going to be weird seeing that Alex Petrangelo is a free agent. We were expecting him to get like 10 million, but with the flat cap, I think he might have to make an agreement with the team like maybe maybe a Toronto he could go to or something. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, I don't think Toronto can take him on because obviously they've got no money, but they have they, no money. Yeah. They've moved some players. I could see him wanting to sign there. Cool. Who who doesn't? Uh Wayne <laughs> Simmons came out. Oh god. Buffalo Saber, Wayne Simmons came out and said, I- I'm gonna pull up the clip, the or the quote because I, I don't wanna step on Wayne's toes uh, and misquote him. But uh, Wayne Simmons' quote, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, So Wayne Simmons was asked about the Leafs, said uh, he was asked, hey, would you ever be, um, would you ever think of joining the Toronto Maple Leafs? And his quote is, so of course it crossed my mind. I know they're in a bit of salary cap situation and things of that nature, but you know, I'm open to anything. Open to anything. Leafs Nation, get hyped. That means, do you think You think Eric Carlson, when he left Ottawa, you think he was saying, I'm open to anything? You think, you th- you think uh, Phil Kessel, when he left the Leafs, yeah, I'm open to anything? No. But you know who is open to anything? Wayne Simmons. Leafs Nation. Let's freaking go. Wayne Simmons is the perfect player for the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you know the, <laughs> the boys in blue. Um, he's the perfect player for this Toronto Maple Leaf team. I he's he's a pain in the bootay. He's a pain in the bootay to play. Um you know, I, I don't want to play every time we play Philadelphia. Oh, my God, we have to play Wayne Simmons. Every time we play New Jersey for a short period of time. 
oh my god, we have to play Wayne Simmons. Like, it's not fun to play Wayne Simmons. You're not going, hey, I want to play Wayne Simmons. He's a pain, like I said, in the bootay. Um, and I that's who Toronto needs. Kyle Clifford, you get you need to keep your head up on the ice when Kyle Clifford's out there. But he's not a pain, pain in the arse. You know who is? Owen, can you tell me who is a pain in the arse? Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons. Leafs Nation. Get hyped. If we get Wayne Simmons, it's a we. It's a we. Leafs Nation. (laughs) If the Leafs Nation gets Wayne Simmons, it's over. Over. It's done. Fanito. Wayne Simmons. Simmons is the perfect player. I, I, you know, and we cleared a little salary cap in the Kapanen trade. What do you think of that? I think, I think out of all the teams, Pittsburgh probably needed it the most with, with Crosby and Malkin going on the wrong side of 30 and Latang. I think getting younger with Kapanen and Jake Gensel, that's a, it's a good move for them. And for Toronto, I think he just wasn't working out there for Toronto and to get the salary. That's it's a good trade. It's a good trade. So I just pulled up the trade. So anyone who didn't know this happened or don't know the specifics of the trade, here it is. So the Pittsburgh Quang Peng, blah, the Pittsburgh Penguins acquired from the Toronto Maple Leafs for Kasperi Kapanen, Jesper Lindgren, and Pontus Aberg. The Toronto Maple Leafs acquired a 2020 first round pick, which is the 15th overall pick in this year's draft. Evan Rodriguez, Philip Hollander, and David Orsifisky. Sorry if I mispronounced the name, but he was basically a throw-in. So the main pieces, Pittsburgh got Kapanen. That's their main piece. I mean, Pontus Abrick and Jesper Lindgren, they're going to be you know, they're going to be on the AHL team, whatever. Uh, Toronto acquires the three big pieces. The two big pieces in this trade are obviously that first round pick. Ooh, that first round pick could be valuable. Let me, let me go look at the draft. Who, who, who do you think like you can get players such as like, I don't know if he falls that far, but like Jake Sanderson, he's probably going to fall or he might not fall, but I could see them getting Yaroslav Askarov, uh, Dawson Mercer, Braden Schneider. Like, these are good players that Toronto now has the chance of either picking or trading away that pick for a, you know, a goalie, maybe, if they <laughs> ever decide if they ever decide to trade Frederick Anderson. By the way, why would you want to trade Frederick Anderson? Like, Frederick, Frederick Anderson – the Danish brick wall has been the the MVP for the Toronto Maple Leafs the last three years. And now we want to trade him because we want to shake it up. Like, I get Kyle Dubas is trying to make a move, but that's not the move. But I do have a really bad feeling that um, he, he's, he's going to be traded, which I, I love Frederick Anderson. Frederick Anderson's like, he's a brick. Like I said, he's the Danish brick wall. He's been... A superstar for Toronto. 
where not we haven't had the greatest goalie past, at least in the 2000s. I know we had Butve and uh, Joseph and Bauer. And, you know, you know, we had some good goalies back in the day. But um, for the past few years, we've had, I mean, I love James Reimer, but, you know, not the greatest goalie. I mean, Jonathan Bernier, so. Vesa Toskala. Vesa Toskala. And, <laughs> like, that is. Who's your guys' goalie in the past few years? Vesa Tosk. Okay, okay, that's it. So we haven't had great goaltending in the past few years. So we have, we've hit diamond. We were looking for gold. We hit diamonds. We found Frederick Anderson, the backup to the Anaheim Ducks team. We took him. We're like, hey, can we have him? And they're like, sure. So we took him. And we had this diamond, and we put him in net, and this diamond grew, grew, and it grew to the size of the net, and it became the Danish brick wall. It's the you- Danish diamond wall. And get, like, I'm going to post this right on Twitter. That's our new hashtag. Hashtag Danish diamond wall. The Danish diamond wall is, if you trade Frederick Anderson, what are you do- what are you going to do? Like, come on, do this. They could sign Braden Holpe. Who? What if they sign Braden Holpe? What if do they, you think they do that? What if? What if? Hot take. What if they hot trade? Hot take. Woo! Hot take. What if they trade Frederick Anderson for a team for some, uh, to like get some like get it gets rid of some cap, they get. Let's say some picks and some prospects, which will help him out. And then they sign Braden Holpe. I think the best case scenario for Toronto, if they have to, I say the best case scenario is we don't trade Frederick Anderson. But the best case scenario, if we do trade Frederick Anderson, is getting Holpe. Hot, no, hot take. Hot take. It's a hot take. The Edmonton Oilers acquire goaltender Frederick Anderson in exchange for defenseman Darnell Nurse and first round 2020 pick. I, I, and then, and then, and then, and then, the Toronto Maple Leafs sign goaltender from the Washington Capitals, former Stanley Cup champion. Braden Holpe. So therefore, we now have a solid goalie in Braden Holpe, and we have help on the defense with a player like Darnell Nurse. Boom! That's as an Oilers fan. I you like that trade because that well, helps the Oilers out of that helps the Oilers with their goaltending problem. It helps them massively. Yeah. Like so. No offense to Koskinen and. Ugh. But they're not good. Who else do they have? <laughs> Koskinen um, and uh, Smith. Mike Smith. Yeah. It. You don't want to. You don't want to be like, oh, who's your tandem? Koskinen and Mike Smith. They're yeah, both on the not, wrong end of, of thirty. And I think Anderson. That could shake it up, and the Oilers could go deep. And Toronto getting Darnell Nurse. That's probably the. That's the player they need on defense. It's the player they need. And so, the first round pick. So for anyone watching or, or anyone just listening, um, 
If you're watching, you can already see that I'm wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey, and you've heard by my rants. And if you've listened to the podcast before, you know I'm a part of Leafs Nation. <laughs> and then Mr. Ono Kane right here is a part of the Oilers fandom. So if he if an if I can get an Oilers fan to agree, and like if Toronto it couldn't it wouldn't be fair if it was just Darnell Nurse for Frederick Anderson. Value is not that great there. But if, like, first-round pick uh, and Darnell Nurse for, you know, for Frederick, Frederick Anderson. Anderson, that means we have the 14th and 15th pick. You know what I think we do then? We flip those pit, two picks for another solid defenseman like um, Jacob Manson. And now our defense is stacked. Our defense is solved. Thank you very much. I think the Leafs should just hire me. It's over. It's done. Thank you. I could see I could see that happening. I could see maybe not both the first round picks for Josh Manson. I could see maybe well, a first Yeah, they'd have to be something else alongside Josh I Manson. could I could see like a first and maybe does Toronto have a second this year? Uh, Toronto, I, I'm, I don't think so. I can check for you, but, uh, continue on your talk. I'll check. And I could see them trading this, uh, the first round pick and, um, either a second if they have one this year or a second in the next year they have one. They do have a second round pick this year. Yeah. I could see them trading their 15th or their 14th. And a second-round pick for Josh Manson, that'd be good trade. Good trade with good trade with Anaheim. There you go. There you go, Toronto. I just solved – I just did your job, Kyle Dubas. Congratulations. I, I just did your job. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you, Owen, uh, for coming on. Uh, Owen will be back, like you said. Uh, like like I said earlier, uh, this is our new little segment, Hockey Talk. Um, and next week, we're going to be having a brand spanking new segment called Fan Duel, where we take two diehard fans from two rivalry teams, and we just let them talk. It should be pretty fun. Uh, thank you, Owen, again for coming on. Thank you, uh, Snipe Show, for coming on. Thank you uh, to our producer, Nathan Gagne. You're massive help, so thank you, dude. Um, go follow us on Instagram. Go follow us on Twitter. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Go stream our other episodes. We'll see you next week. Uh, Thank you. Have a great day. Bye.